Bretto, can you believe it? The Wellness Summit is almost here. Oh, I'm P. I'm so excited. I don't know what to do with myself. Well, Bretto, it's been two long years since our last Wellness Summit. And if you're listening to this, folks, and don't have a ticket, then... What are you doing? The Wellness Couch family of podcasters gather for two days in Melbourne on Saturday, August 25 and 26, featuring... The Queen of Nutrition, Cindy O'Meara. The rock star of wellness, Dr. Damien Christoph. Connect with your spirit and soul with Barley Bomb survivor, Karen Smith. Self-care is on the menu with Kim Morrison. Master the art of aging well with the one and only Marcus Pierce. Oh, shucks, Bretto. What about how to recover from rock bottom with Dr. Brett Hill? Master your stress with Dr. Maria Zushman. Get empowered with Imogen Bailey. Female health experts, Dr. Andrea Huddleston and Ashley Bond. Master your sleep with Audra Starkey. The natural nutritionist, Steph Lowe. Australian Idol winner, Wes Carr. Woohoo! And Quirky Cooking's Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab, and a whole lot more. Oh, what a lineup, MP. Seriously, why would you not be coming to the Wellness Summit? Not to mention our world class exhibition of Australia's most incredible sustainable wellness products and services. MP, we've done the final layout. There are less than 100 spaces left. And there's only a few discounted tickets available at thewellnesssummit.com. Marcus, be there or be square. Zazen Alkaline Water presents the 2018 Wellness Summit, Saturday, August 25 and 26 at the Collingwood Town Hall. Getting quick, folks. The final release of discounted tickets available at thewellnesssummit.com. See you there, Bretto. Thewellnesscoach.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and as always, it gives me great pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is my brother from another mother, my philosophical, conversationalist, inspiring, schmick, tanned, very vibrant, vitalistic, incredible human being, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, brother. Uh, Marcus Pierce, thank you so much. I have to apologize to our listeners because I thought I muted my microphone when I cleared my throat, but I didn't mute my microphone, and so you've probably all heard me clearing my throat. So I'm very, very sorry about that, but it's great to be back here with you, Marcus Pierce, both of us in Australia, actually doing a podcast together. Um, how great is how great has our trip been, and how many revelations have you had since you've been? Away? <laughs> yeah, no, a few, and it is always great to speak with you. And as we record this, I'm about to see you tomorrow, and very excited for that. Um, but uh, you know, I have been doing some thinking, Damo, and I had a wonderful adjustment with our great chiropractic colleague, Dr. Margaret Tay. Am I allowed yes. to say doctor? Uh, Dr. Yeah. Margaret Tay, doctor of Why chiropractic. Why would you say doctor? No, because some politically correct. Nazi people get nutty if you say doctor when you're talking about chiropractors, but I'm going to call her That's what we are. That's what we are. Exactly we are right. qualified doctors. And the buffets out there that don't think we are, we can go just get stuffed. We don't care about you. So I had a wonderful adjustment with the remarkable Dr. Margaret Tay, chiropractor extraordinaire, and I was asking her about this philosophy that I play with in my mind somewhat over and over again. Um, 
and it is that, you know, in, in chiropractic, there's a philosophy, not in chiropractic, I mean, Emerson came up with the line, but it's spoken a lot in chiropractic, as the twig bends, so grows the tree. And so, you talk about this in health, you know, if you don't brush your teeth, then that's a that's a twig that is bending, and if you continue to ignore that, it will bend and bend and bend in the direction of the of whatever it is that's going, and it will create consequences uh, the more it bends. And that can be with spinal health, dental health, nutritional health, so on and so forth. And I look at that, and I absolutely love the philosophy. And now there's a but. Then we we go and interview all these remarkable people and, you know, I love to read and I love learning about people, whether it's in sport or politics or health or life or whatever it is. And most people, if not all people that have lived a life, have gone through some major challenges. Even as we as we record this without wanting to bore people, there's a human being called Alex Johnson who has had 12 operations to his knee over the course of six years. He's had five reconstructions, 12 operations. Yep. He's about to return to senior AFL football almost six years, two months shy of six years since he last played. Now, you think of all of these challenges he's had in his life and and you think of, oh gosh, you know, sometimes we need a bit of perspective. I think of the Holocaust survivors that we've interviewed, the people that have had cancer, got cancer, chronic diseases, had falls, hip operations, knee replacements, whatever it is, um, relationship breakdowns. A lot of these twig bending moments in their life. And I wonder, do we get a little bit fixated on attempting to straighten out all of the twigs in our life? Because I would fathom that we have many twigs in our lives that are bent, whether it's our health, it's not 100%, our relationships, something in our family, something in our work life, uh, multiple things in our work life perhaps, maybe something in the community that we're in, something in the political sphere that we're around, something that's not quite perfect, all of these bent twigs. And we look at them and we get a little bit maybe very frustrated that it's not perfect. Our our gut health isn't right. Our muscles aren't as strong as they should be. Our aerobic health isn't as well as it could be. Our P&F or whatever it's called at the school community is not as up to scratch as it could be. <laughs> the teachers aren't good enough. The government's not right. The Whatever it is. And I think maybe we've become a little bit too obsessed with the bent twig. And maybe sometimes, you know, when we interview people, they just seem to get on with life and, and not, Spend so much time on the dot. What do you reckon? Am I am I going a little bit nutty, or do you think there might be an element of truth in all of this? No, I like it. I like it a lot, PC. And I think the reason why I like it so much is because I agree with you. Now there'll be people out there that don't agree. You know, they're concerned about symptoms being, you know, a bent twig, and they want to straighten that little bent twig out. But I know exactly where you're heading with that. And um, there's been a pursuit uh, for this thing of, of this uh, perceived perfection that some people could achieve, you know, with their digestion that they would be symptom-free or fart-free and their bowels would always move perfectly. <laughs> um, there's also this perception of the pursuit of perfection in around body shape and size. And um, and so there's a desire to lose weight, ab up, gun up, guns out, suns out, all that sort of stuff. People want to do all that sort of thing because they're – comparing themselves to what they would perceive as perfection and probably now more than ever before in the history of the planet, we're comparing ourselves to the Joneses so much more because of Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and whatever else that we might be using in terms of socials. But because of that, there's a element of um, advertisement that people say, hey, this is my life. I bet you'd love it too. 
not that that's the intention, but people are just, you know, only showing uh, showing the showreel or flashing the showreel. And so people are thinking, oh, my gosh, I want that too. So quite clearly she doesn't fart. She hasn't got a flat tummy. So, well, she's got a flat tummy, so she must feel good. I want what she's got, and that's a perfect gut. That, that's And that couldn't be further from the truth. And so where we all are all trying to get symmetry or all trying to straighten everything, we're actually missing out uh, on the on the beautifulness or the – yeah, the, the beauty of, you know, abstract uh, shapes and sizes and curves or bends in the tree or the twig. Like if you looked at a tree that was just a whole bunch of straight sticks, you'd probably assume that it was, um, <laughs> you know, matchstick, matchsticks all stuck together um, or something not right. Genetically modified. Genetically modified. <laughs> Um, but we look at a tree and its beauty comes from all of its twists and turns and its life that it's led and, you know, how little branches got fractured in the wind and so then they started to grow in a particular di- direction and, and that's just the way in which a tree would grow. Um, but for whatever reason, we hold ourselves as humans to account on a different sort of, um, you know, uh, playing field or a different sort of um, set of Misty, Misty's jumping on my keyboard. <laughs> uh, on a different sort of um, expectations or requirements, rules, you know, and really at the end of the day, we're living beings, we're having a human experience on the planet, um, which we're exposed to universal and innate forces, and we need to expect that things aren't always going to be straight. And so the pursuit of perfection should be the understanding that bent is good um, or that the the little bit of the twig that's kind of growing crooked is probably just a, you know, a, a character building event um, in our life. Well, that's a really good point. There's a few things I've written down here whilst you've been talking is sometimes when we, if we look at other people's lives, then we make ourselves feel as if we have bent twigs, like it's actually disappeared, yeah, totally. you know, where it's actually... Everything's going well, but we look at someone else and we think, well, like you just said, ours, mine isn't as good as that. My tummy's not as good as that. Um, but then the other, the other one is, and, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of a few examples. And tell me what you think about this. But the, the story behind this is, is that Margaret and I got talking about my shoulder, which I broke 2010, eight years ago. And it's, I just, it's, it's manky, right? It's never going to fully heal. It's got titanium in there. I never rehabbed it as well as I could have. Um, but I, I don't feel any loss of function. Oh, I'm sure I have loss of function. I don't feel any loss of quality of life. I can do whatever I want. I don't think about it. I only think about it if it hurts in terms of I try and bend it too far. Um, and it was kind of like, well, do I want to do anything to improve it or am I happy with it where it is? And my personal view is I'm really happy with where it is. It doesn't bother me. I'm happy to carry on. And that kind mm. of, again, we never really had time to talk about the whole philosophy, but it was kind of like, well, you know, and everyone might be different. Some people might go, well, you know, I'm of the opinion it's 90% functional. I'm happy with that. I'm not going to spend extra, what I think of as precious time in my life doing an hour a day of rehab to improve the extra 10% because for me, the extra 10% does not have enough benefit. I'm not a professional athlete. It doesn't, I don't, do you know, do you know, do you know where I'm at here? Yeah, I do. And it's funny because questions come up in my mind and you know, I had this conversation with a lady earlier today. It was like my long-term pursuit in my life is to live a long time. With my, quality. With quality and, and to have an exceptional life, which I know you love. Love it. I was going to say, you just, you're taking the mic here, you play, you're pushing my buttons because I love that. 
I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. I know you love an exceptional life. In fact, you created an, an exceptional life blueprint. I know that. And if anyone doesn't know about Marcus's exceptional life blueprint, you need to check it out. Oh, MarcusPierce.com.au and uh, and check it out. Um, now, uh, the reason why I say that is because I was th- saying that I want to live a long and exceptional life, and part of that is playing golf for a long time. What I've noticed since coming back from Europe and playing in this freezing cold weather here in Melbourne is that my joints are a little bit sore and I realize that I actually have to go to the gym. And I don't really like going to the gym, but I have to go to the gym in order to fulfill my ability to play golf yes. without pain and practice as a chiropractor without pain. So I have to go and do some extra things that are beyond what would be required to just live a long life. Part of my exceptional life is that I'll get to play golf and mm. you know have full mobility and all those sorts of things. And so I think when you say that, yes, we could be aiming for that extra 10% or perfection, but then we maybe think, okay, am I doing everything I could be doing now while I'm young so that when I'm older, I don't have limitation in my movement that would uh, restrict the way in which things would otherwise be. So I go, all right, there's a way up. There's something that we're going to consider. When I get older, will I have everything that I need to have? Could I have done more when I was younger to have uh, ensured that as I get older, things are actually easier and better? That's a question that I ask. That, that, yeah, and well, that's that is the that that story is is a story that I love because you're going to the gym to help you with your golf, right? Now, this is a great this is a great story because if I loved golf, my shoulder would be impacting my golf swing, if that makes sense. Yes. So absolutely. then I would be yep. way more inclined to do rehab, particularly rehab that's going to improve the golf swing. So I think it's like my medial what is it? No, no, what is it where it's you, you uh, external rotation. My external rotation is terrible. Right. On, on that left arm, right? Because of the shot, it's just kind of locked. So yep. it's like if that was impacting, if my external rotation had to improve in order to improve my golf swing, then I'd be I'd be doing so much more to improve it. But honestly, if I didn't hit a golf ball for the rest of my life, I'd be okay. But if I couldn't <laughs> kick it, but me, like honestly, like because I don't think I've I don't think I've swung a golf club in like six or seven years. But if I couldn't kick a football, it would bother me like it actually would bother me more if i couldn't mark a football because for me kicking a football with my children is like the be- and that's 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 your golf if that makes sense so well, then you I've do the, the kicking, rehab i've done all the i've done the kicking of the football so being there done that um, i suppose as i'm progressing um through my years and i now no longer play cricket though i still can play cricket and would love to play cricket i'm playing golf as my hobby and uh and so i want to be able to maintain my mobility now and then moving into the future. So I'm kind of trying to future-proof dysfunction. So I would say that when you start to identify dysfunction occurring within the body, understand that where there's dysfunction now, in 10 years' time, it'll be more dysfunctional. Mm. Understand that. Because the body from the age of 30 is in a constant steady state of decline that you need to kind of work you know, work towards moving away from um, you know, that steady decline. Well, so. That is would, a good uh, – yeah, sorry. I was just going to bring that no, up. No, yeah. I, would, I would just think that maybe, maybe it's – and I, I'm, I'm not passing judgment here by best mate, PC. I'm just saying that maybe it's short-sighted to say, well, I'm fine now because I don't want to play golf, but I'd hate it if I couldn't mark a footy. Oh, if I think it's more just I'm talking about what, what really burns for you in terms of how much work you would do on something because we've all got – 
certain priorities. Like you said, you know, you go to the, you wouldn't normally just go to the gym, but if it's going no. to the gym to help you golf, then yes. you do it. So that's, yeah. And like you said, with the future, it's the same thing. Well, if you, it's, yeah, if you know, your values now. according to your values, like for example, I know as I get older and the kids get older, I know I want to do a lot more traveling. I want to climb mountains and I want to um, do big hikes and, you know, you know, like I, I think I think what you're saying is 100. percent That particularly on the on the fact of, and this is something for our listeners to really be at ease with, is that from the age of 30 and onwards, uh, Sarah and I were talking about this the other night. Like we we are way more symptomatic today, even just by measure of our conversations with each other, mm-hmm. than we were when we first met. Sure. So if I was 23 when I met Sarah, I'm now 36. Our you conversations, know. yeah, 37, 37 in a week. Watch out. Yeah. But um, really, just just in our 30s, we have way more conversation around symptoms than mm. we did when we were up and coming in our 20s. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, I'm not just going to say our listeners, I feel like human beings, full stop, almost need to gracefully accept that. Not not in a, in a way where they put their hands up and go, I'm not doing anything to, to slow it down. I'm not saying give up. I'm saying just accept that when you're 50, you're not 21. I always remember Tommy Hafey said, I still think like I'm 21. Like I forget that I'm 79 or 80 but because I, I think like I'm 21. But I know I know my body's not 21. I'm not playing professional football, if that makes sense. Yeah, but he's still moving. But he's still moving. That, that's, that's what I mean. Don't drop mm. your standards. No. Don't drop your standards. That, that's the worst. That's almost like that's almost like living suicide. When you drop your standards, it's like you just give up on, on living. Still have yeah. exceptional standards, but yes. also have a know thyself about you that is, I'm, I'm, I'm 50. It's like Charles Eugster, right? Remember mm. Charles Eugster, retired dentist, broke yeah. the, the record for the fastest man over 95, over 200 meters? Uh-huh. Like, but it took him, I don't know, like 55 seconds. He didn't do it in Michael Johnson. Or Usain Bolt, you know, like 18 seconds flat. You know, like that's kind of where I feel like a lot of people, they're still trying to do things like when they were 21 Mm. or having the expectation that I should be able to do this as fast as I did 20 years ago, but forgetting that, as you said, you know, come a certain period in your your life, your body does begin to change, just like it changes when you become an adolescent. Like, and having that understanding or acceptance or awareness without having um, a, a bent philosophy or, or, or a philosophy that kind of stuck um, for a couple of decades. Hmm. This is a really challenging Thought-provoking. Yeah, that, that's, that's yeah. the whole thing. It is. Which is good. I mean, you know, you and I, for the most part, agree on almost everything. But no, no, for, no, no, no. But I, but, and not yeah. that I'm disagreeing, but I'm also thinking that if you're aware now that there's a problem and if you project into the future, can that problem become worse? Wouldn't it be wise to do something about it now? So, given that it's a problem, given that it's a limitation of matter, um, because but I'm not talking just matter. I'm talking about like I agree with your philosophy. I'm talking about your relationships. Like if you agree now that your current relationship will only deteriorate if you don't do anything to improve it, then it's yes. incumbent upon you to improve it now and yes. not wait for it to become so urgent. Uh, that you have to do something in two or five or ten years' time. Yes. Right? True. True. So, so it's not just re- restricted to to but physical. It's financial. It's emotional. It's relationships. It's 
your body. It's it's all of it, all of the above. Agreed. So you're incumbent to make a change to uh, to ensure that your body, you get the most out of your body. That's what we're saying, right? Yeah. Yes. So um, in and in that, you will always have a bent twig in your shoulder. Yeah. But wouldn't it be wise to ensure that your shoulder doesn't continue to deteriorate? Yeah, 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 totally. Yes, so, good. yeah, and that's Great. that's my thing is is uh, please for all of our listeners, don't think I'm sitting watching in, in, on the couch just doing nothing all day. Like I, I still do yoga, I run, I exercise, I do all of the things that let's just say normal, healthy individuals would do. Um, yes. If I maybe draw an analogy, um, there's often a conversation around professional sports men and women, the rehab they do for a knee reconstruction when they're a professional sports person is different to the rehab that uh, Johnny Smith does if he if he um, tears his ACL in a even even it's in a, if it's in an amateur sporting environment or if he does it in a non sporting environment because yes. in a professional sporting environment it's far more toward not necessarily a deadline but there's normally a you know 10 to 12 month process for them to get back to professional sport but for 99% of people they're not returning back to professional sport so it's a different level of rehab so i think it comes back to the golf example is like when there's a clear intended outcome or measurement then then it's it's important to kind of to know what you're linking it to so i suppose mm. just using the example of my shoulder is that you know, I've got incredible function that I love and is wonderful for me, and, and doesn't have um, doesn't have any signs. For example, I just use my I don't want to harp on about my shoulder, but the the function hasn't deteriorated over the ten years. If you know what I mean, I did my rehab, I got to a point, and then the improvement kind of stopped at the point where it, you know it just kind of um, stopped improving. So I've kind of got just that plateau. Yep. that plateau, that that medium, whatever you want to call it. Um, yep. And I still do a lot of things to keep it active. It's more just a conversation of. Again, taking the shoulder aside, just any challenge you have in your life, um, do we get stuck that, you know, my, I'll use gut health because that's just an easy one to talk about. My gut health is 98% incredible and there's 2% there that is, oh my gosh, I did a, I did a fart. Oh my gosh, it smelt. Um, oh, shivers. Mm-hmm. Do I then go and change my diet, go vegan, remove a, 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 a glass of wine, a piece of chocolate, a, you know, a beer with mates twice a year? Do I go like, you know, holy bolly on that missing 2% or do I just accept, for want of a better term, that 98 out of 100 is a pretty good score and there's probably other things in my life that I could focus on and spend time on because my life is precious um, instead of that extra 2%. Yes. 2%, not 52%, right? 2%. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's a great distinction. That's a great distinction. So I think, you know, I think the the story or the conversation has got us to that point where we can say, okay, good. So we might have some symptoms. There might be a little bend in the twig, but just because there's a bend doesn't mean that that needs to become straight again, except that there's a bend and that's going to be okay. It's not going to be horrendous. It's not going to, hopefully, it's not going to be so detrimental to your health and well-being in your life that, you know, it's going to set you off. One last, yeah, one last example. One last example. I've probably got about three kilos, two kilos maybe of belly fat, right? Now, it's probably been that way for God knows how long, a good 10 years. Now, everyone that I know would say, Marcus, you're skinny, right? Like you, some people would say, when was the last time you ate a burger, right? But I know that it's there, but I don't have a, I don't, I don't have an urge. Like I don't have an urge to be the next Tim Robards. I don't have an urge to be the next, 
Damien Christoph six-pack. I don't need an LT six-pack. It doesn't. I don't lose sleep over it. I love myself. I love my body. I love all my bits. I love all my flabby bits. I love my muscly bits. It doesn't bother me, right? So, I know other people that they would lose sleep over it. So, it's like, is that? and you said this earlier about social media, and I go, well, sometimes people's twigs feel bent just because they compare it to, to other people. The conversation has to come back. What is good for someone else is is terrible for for another, depending on what they want for their life and and what they and and how they see themselves. So, what is good for the goose is not always good for the gander, is what you're trying to say here. And I think you're right. And so, uh, in fact, I don't think you're. Right. I, I know that you're right. And I think what we're trying to say is that if you do have some stuff that's going on, put it into perspective. And then kind of just check in and go, hang on a second, is this worth spending a thousand bucks to try and fix? Or is this something that I can actually put up with? Is it really that bad? Like, is it, is it really a bad thing? Is it horrendous that I've got a couple of kilos of body fat on? Um, and here's the thing if it is horrendous to you to get those couple of kilos, you know, and, and that they're on, and you've got to get them off because it's going to make you feel better, then that's great. But if it's only going to make you feel better because you're going to look better on Instagram and everyone's going to go, wow, geez, you look good, um, maybe your motivation uh, could be skewed or maybe you, you might want to shift your motivation to be uh, something that's slightly different to that. Only because when you listen to this podcast, our assumption is that your desire is to live a long and exceptional life um, and, and you want to get as close as you possibly can to 100 not out. That's, that's kind of what our assumption is when you listen to this podcast. So what we're saying is that maybe don't sweat the small stuff. Maybe just accept that this is part of life and this is part of the journey. And that journey, albeit it will be crooked, uh, and albeit it will be, you know, you know, uh, bent and crooked. Uh, what did you say the, the twig was? Yeah, as the twig bends, so grows bent, the tree. Yes. Yeah. Let's say it's going to be like that. That's the beautiful part of it. That's the... The the be- the beauty of the picture. That's the artist at bay, and you're the artist of your life. So they're the really great things. And if you just want it to be linear and in straight lines, um, it's highly likely that there'll be parts of the puzzle that you might miss out on with life. Um, that's what we're thinking anyway. As we review and we look at uh, the longevity of the people that we've interacted with over the last you know four to six weeks, uh, our observation is that those that are doing really really well, and our observation from two hundred. 200 plus podcast observation has been that people who are living well aren't sweating the small stuff. Mm. Oh, fascinating conversation. Look forward to carrying yeah. on with this with you yes. in person uh, very shortly. But thanks for listening and thanks for um, um, thanks for uh, having the conversation because it was challenging. But it's I'd, I'd love to have more of these with you because I think it, well, it's I a could, philosophical chat isn't it and and that philosophy is challenging for people because it's a mind bender you know things like that are scientific or mathematical are very linear you know it's quite easy to have that kind of conversation kind of go well this is true and that's not but when you're actually having a philosophy um chat or a philosophical conversation as we've just done you know you actually have to think a little bit so Mm. it could be one of those podcasts that people replay listen to a few times or stop listening to halfway through because yeah that's right not Cop it. Too challenging. That's right. These guys, it's too challenging. Um, 
So, yeah. Anyway, great conversation, PZ. Thank you, PZ. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow, great man. Thanks to all of our listeners. We really appreciate your support of 100 Not Out. And remember, go and support Damo. Go to DamienChristoph.com. See everything that the great man is up to, particularly his forage cereal. And if you're in Melbourne, you must go and see Damo and the team at Vita Lifestyles. Myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. Massive shout-out to our editor, Joseph Tomo, Rosie Garner, and Cielo, who help us out on social media. To all of our listeners, our teammates on the Wellness Couch, thank you for your support and see you at the Wellness Summit coming up August 25-26 Collingwood Town Hall Damo I'm revealing to you tomorrow where I have you in the rundown I hope you're excited because I'm so excited I've just finished the rundown and I'm pumped to share it with you Um, so if you haven't booked your tickets come along Collingwood Town Hall August 25-26 thewellnesssummit.com until next week folks as always continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.